Be confident. Be bold. Be authentic. But don't forget to take action. This is Ordinary to Badass, where our stories empower women to step into the spotlight of their own lives and pursue what they're truly passionate about. It's time to step into the arena and become more than just extraordinary. It's time to become a badass with your host, Marie Sonneman. Welcome to Ordinary to Badass, episode number 126. In this episode, you're going to hear from prior badasses that have been on the show all about their badass adventures. So make sure that you stay tuned because you're not going to want to miss this episode. Now, a couple of things. I would be so honored if you left a rating or review on iTunes about how you think of the show what the show has done for you, how it's helped you. It would be so epic. I would really appreciate it. And then, of course, take a screenshot and send it to me on Instagram at Ordinary Tabatas so that I can say thank you because I know that you're busy and you got a lot going on. So I would appreciate it if you took the time out of your day and left a rating and review. It would be so amazing. All right. The next thing I want you to know or to be aware of is that here on Instagram, um, or not here, but on Instagram, we will be doing some lives here in the next couple weeks, talking to different people about the adventures they've taken and the impact that it's had on their life. So make sure you're following Ordinary to Badass on Instagram and definitely check out the upcoming lives that we're going to have. It's going to be pretty frequently, at least a couple times a week, trying for 5 p.m. Pacific time. But make sure you're following Ordinary to Badass on Instagram to hear those amazing adventures. All right, let's get to the episode. First, you'll hear from Erin McCann of Project Bike Love. Project Bike Love is an advocate for women and empowers women with bike and the support of a global community Um, They help impoverished women and girls locally, nationally, and internationally and provide them bikes so that they can get food or get to work. And, you know, it really changes the lives for for these women. So Erin travels internationally and provides bikes to these women and it is purely life-changing for them. So listen to what Erin had to say. I, I guess at some point there was a big change in me where I decided that, and I think it has a lot to do with that saying yes to the universe thing. It's in the same context, but it's more like I had always lived everything based on like fear, what I did do, what I didn't do. It was all like fear based. And there was a lot of it that was, um, you know, it was just like, it, it, it kept me away from things that I wanted to do, whether it was career, whether it was with writing, whether it was with money, travel relationships, like my entire life was like that. And I think at one point I just really started to just say like, if it scared me, 
that was even more reason to do it. Nice. And that's like what I think. And this is what, like, if somebody so weird to call myself a badass, like, I don't know why (laughs) I can't do that. But like when other people do, I think that's probably the thing they see because it's like, yeah, that's fucking, that's so scary. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Like, and I remember it because it was like, I was literally like when I was, it was like five years ago when I decided I was going to do like my first 12 hour race, like, and it was scary. And like in on paper, like I probably wasn't ready or like, I wasn't that kind of person or I didn't fit that mold or whatever. And, um, I just did it, you know? And same with project bike love, like with all the things that like were stopped me in the beginning, like, and like, I was afraid of whether it was afraid of the rejection or afraid of like failing. Like, what if I fail? Like, what if I say I'm going to raise this money and give these bikes and I don't actually raise the money, you know, Mm -hmm. like those historically would always be reasons for me to not do something because if I don't do it, then I won't fail at it, you know? And now I think like, that I've been playing this game of like, if it scares me, I do it. It just like has like next level. Like now I'm just at this point where like, I am just pushing limits constantly, like trying to see like what I can't do. So I'm like constantly trying to like reach this like threshold. Like last year I did Breck Epic, which was like this seven, this like six day stage race. And it was like, you know, it's like over 200 miles and like 45,000 feet of climbing and like all this, like, just, it's just like this crazy race. Holy that, smokes. Like, yeah. I never in a million years thought I would ever be able to do. And like, I finished it and mm-hmm. I like, it wasn't like I won. It wasn't like I did very good, right? but like, but like I finished it. And that's something that like, I didn't huge. ever think I would ever be able to do. Like, I remember being at that race years ago and being like, nah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cut out for this. Like, I don't have what it takes. Uh-huh. And like, to be able to like finish something like that, it just makes me go, wow, I did this. Now what can I do? Right. And I think yeah. like, that's like the thing was like, once you start playing that game in life, like what can't I do? It's so, it, I don't know. It just opens up so many opportunities. Next, you'll hear from Haley Peel. Haley is a total badass. Um, she went to a national outdoors leadership, leadership school. She's done Ironmans and she hiked the Grand Canyon twice So hear what she has to say about her adventure with the National Outdoor Leadership School and how a girl gang helped her. Have there been other hardships for you, like through your outdoor adventures? Yeah, for sure. Um, Definitely. So um, what's coming to mind for me is when I went to uh, the, the, I did a Knowles trip, National Outdoor Leadership School um, in India in the Himalayas. And going into that trip, so I had done the Grand Canyon um, twice actually. So I'd gone back and like beat our time. I felt great. Um, I had, you know, done the Ironman and I had done a little bit of mountaineering. Um, so I felt like I was pretty, you know, pretty badass going into this trip. And I, yeah, I was taken down several, (laughs) several notches. It was actually, it was a whole other level of just humility and, and, you know, there are people like, I thought I was in pretty, you know, really good shape going into that trip and, you know, I, I, there were other, there were definitely more things that I could have done to prepare. Um, and yeah, no, I, I was definitely outside my comfort zone, had several kind of, uh, miserable days, uh, just, you know, the altitude and being in a completely, you know, new country and, you know, extremely physical, you know, 65 pound packs and, 
you know, with crampons and ice axe and, and just different, you know, being on a rope team, all that was very new. And um, so, yeah, I, I just, it's like, okay, this is another learning experience and humility for me. And, you know, but you, you draw on previous experiences and then you, you, you dig in and you, and you, and also learn to kind of lean on like the group that you're with. Um, you know, the, there's one day in particular that I kind of long day, but kind of broke down and just like leaning on the support. Like we all kind of came together. I think, you know, having, you know, for, especially for trips like that, like having a good group of people that um, have your back is very, is very important too. So next you'll hear from Haley Whitehead. Haley is a mechanical engineer and she got into hiking and hiked the half dome in Yosemite, you know, where you have to climb the rope ladder at the, or to get to the top. So listen to what Haley has to say. Oh goodness. I, I love to travel. I, um, you know, love just experiencing new cultures and new things. But um, since moving to Southern California about five or six years ago, I've really gotten into hiking. Um, so Southern California has a, a lot of the highest peaks actually in the continental US. And so um, over the past few years, uh, I've been able to do Half Dome in Yosemite, um, which is where you have to, you know, climb this like rope ladder to get to the top. Um, and then last year I actually climbed Mount Whitney, which is the tallest mountain in the continental U S. Um, and so I think that's kind of my, my new outdoor adventure thing. And it's funny because I am not a fun person to hike with. (laughs) I, (laughs) I, um, probably complain for at least 50% of the way up, but there's something about just getting to the top and knowing that like your legs brought you there. Um, that has such a great sense of accomplishment um, that it makes it all worth it. So, yes. Well, previously on the O2B podcast, we had Jenny Kotler on um, and I think campsite vibes is her thing. And she climbed Mount Whitney and she told us how it took her three times to climb it. So that's no small feat to, um, to make it to the top of that. Yeah, it was um, probably the most challenging thing I've ever done. We decided to break it into a two-day thing. And so um, for, you know, three quarters of the trip, I was actually carrying like a 30 to 40 pound backpack, um, which just kind of added to the the misery or the fun, <laughs> whichever way you want to spend it. Uh, but I, um, there was something about just being up there and being higher than anything. We actually climbed it in, uh, late September and there was snow on the ground still at the top from the previous year. So just appreciation for our nature and Mm -hmm. kind of being completely out of your element. Yes. It's like, it's so freaking hard, but then it's so satisfying at the same time. No, exactly. And I think for anyone that does hiking or, you know, potentially like marathon running or um, some of those more, you know, extreme mental sports it's um definitely almost as much mental as it is physical it's only fitting that now you hear from jenny kotler from campsite vibes and she's one we just referenced when i was talking to Haley whitehead um jenny climbed mount whitney and it took her three times to complete it but she had the tenacity to keep on going back let's hear what jenny had to say i i love like camping alone. I also like camping with people, but sometimes it's good to camp alone. But I know that a lot of people are terrified of that, um, Mm -hmm. of doing 
camping, hiking, those sort of things by themselves. What would you say to that? To the person that's my favorite subject, because I talk (laughs) on this all the time. Oh, good. (laughs) Um, I love going with other people too. I'm a very social person. I always love the company, but at the same time, I don't want to wait and spend my life waiting for someone else's schedule whether that be my boyfriend or whether that be a friend. And I see so many people doing this. Well, I have this awesome hike I want to go to, or I have permits to do this awesome hike, but well, so-and-so canceled and it's last minute and I can't, I don't want to go. But you make friends on the trail. First of all, like no, no safety, know what to do in, a, in what situation. I have a Garmin inReach, which is a satellite uh, GPS, like communicator. Um, so I can't call off of it, but I have map, I can text off of it, um, I can go do SOS, so it puts me in touch with us, uh, like their Garmin's response team, and it sends them my exact coordinates if anything would ever happen. Thankfully, I haven't had to use it, like in terms of SOS, but I use it all the time, like even just when I travel solo, like even if I'm the, like, not doing some crazy hike, I'm just car camping or just camping, and I'm by myself, like I still bring it because it just gives me that extra peace of mind. Because if I'm somewhere with no cell reception, I know that this device, I can still contact for help. Even if that's just a flat tire on the side of the road where I have no cell reception. Because you could, there's a bit of a delay with it, but it's better than nothing. So um, that, know how to defend yourself. I I do carry a knife. Um, I don't have a concealed weapon, um, but I you know, and then just kind of read people. Like if someone gives, and trust your gut, if someone gives you a weird vibe, like, you know, move away from that person. Um, Like maybe don't camp there if like you're getting a weird vibe. Maybe don't sleep in your tent, sleep in your car instead, like if you're getting a weird vibe. It is definitely a comfort thing because sometimes I psych myself out too and I'm like, oh my God, like this is so scary. I'm sleeping in my car and I've never been here before. But you just have to like, no, everything's okay. What, like, if you're in your car, what's the worst that happened? You hop in your front seat and drive away. Um, on my tent, I carry, uh, like, a little uh, lock. So if I'm backpacking solo, I just put a lock on the zippers from the inside. So, you know, I have a lot peace of mind. I sleep with my knife. Um, so just kind of knowing that I'm taking precaution to protect myself, but also knowing that, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's all in our heads and we've been taught to be afraid. Yes, there are definitely scary people in the world. And like I said, trust your gut. But a lot of times, like we have been taught to be afraid, Um, especially women, unfortunately. But really, like you just need to be okay with it. And, you know, there's all a lot of other solo women travelers. You can make friends, you can buddy up. Like I make friends on the trail when I go, whether I go solo or with someone else, like I talk to everyone on the trail. Right. Um, so, and you know, whether you're camping and hiking or you're just traveling somewhere like Thailand or, you know, wherever solo, you can make friends there. So you're not feeling lonely. And um, if I do feel lonely, like I bring a book, I pop in a podcast, I listen to music, um, you know, you are your best company sometimes. Yes. And it, it's just an amazing experience to be able to connect not only with yourself on that level, but to also trust yourself on that level. Um, yeah, I, I think everyone should do it. And don't spend your life waiting for someone else's schedule. You have one life and no one is guaranteed a certain amount of days, yeah. you know, so get out and live it while you have it. Totally. No, I love that. And I think it might be scary. It might be hard. It might feel like 
lonely at times. Maybe you cry. Um, but I think that it builds character. Like it makes yeah. you stronger. And 100%. It, yeah. And you just know yourself a bit better. So I, I agree with you. I'd say everybody needs to at least try it. Yes. Um, it's, yeah, it's huge. So let's switch a little bit and talk about your struggles. Okay. Can you tell us about a time when you gave up, but now that now you wish you wouldn't have? Um, well, in terms of, honestly, I don't think I've ever really given up, but like, um, I have a training program called training for the peaks, um, with my blog where I, it's a six month workout program for hikers. I came up with the idea a year ago and I sat on it for a year because I was never felt ready to launch. And like, I wouldn't say I gave up because I ended up launching, but I wish I had done it last year. Like yeah. last summer when I came up with that, or I came up with the idea a year ago, but like, I wish I didn't sit on it for a whole year. I wish I like got my act together and said, you know what? I don't need to know everything in the universe to create this. I clearly know how to train for mountains. Stop waiting for like permission from someone else. And just, cause that's the biggest thing I think is that, you know, we're taught to look for permission from someone else. I mean, it's in our education system, you know, you have to raise your hand and get the right answer. Right. Um, but no one's going to give you permission to pursue, like to start a blog. No one's going to give you permission to go on a hike. No one's going to give you permission to go on that dream vacation. You need to stop waiting for someone else to justify what you want to do. And if you want to do it and your heart is telling you to do it, go do it and stop sitting on it, which is, <laughs> I guess, like my biggest thing is like, I tend to sit on these things for far too long. I thought what Jenny had to say was so powerful like, oh, to beers, what are you waiting on? What are you sitting on? Who are you waiting for to take action in your life? Who are you waiting to give permission? If you wait for all your friends to do an adventure with you, then it might never happen. That said, there will be an ordinary to badass adventure retreat coming soon. So you don't have to wait for your friends at home. You can just jump in to the action, to the fun, even if you're a little bit scared. You just jump in and do it. All right, let's get to the next one. Next, you'll hear from Robin Robledo. Her and her husband were working as personal trainers and California just got too expensive and they realized how much time they're spending working for the money that they were getting. So they decided to hit the road in an RV. After doing it for a couple months, they ended up living in an RV for five years. Listen to what Robin had to say. We opened a gymnastics facility in Coronado, California, which is a really cool place to be. Uh, however, cost of living is ridiculous there. Uh, we had five kids. Uh, right now, their currently ages are 21, 19, 16, 12, and just about 10. And we raised them all in our gym. It was great. We had personal training and gymnastics facility and they'd come to work with us every day. It was really good vibe, really good upbringing. But uh, in 2015, my husband and I kind of looked at each other like, this is crazy that we work this many hours just to pay rent or mortgage or whatever, all the, all the expenses. And our kids were in competitive sports and like, this is dumb. I'm I remember every Sunday evening just thinking, I can't believe how exhausted I am from being on the soccer field at a tournament. And so uh, the, the house we were renting came up for rent and I said, hey, let's, let's just sell everything. We'll go live. In Actually, I kind of conned my husband into it by saying, <laughs> um, hey, we'd save a lot of money if we just were in, a, in our RV for a couple months this summer and then we can find a house. But by the end of the summer, he's like, yeah, you're kind of happy this way. And 
I just care if you're happy. I don't really. And that was the start of five years of living in an RV. Uh, some of that, it, we, we did a mix of everything. Some of that was uh, just sitting still in San Diego to make some money. Some of it was traveling uh, abroad. We went to, I think, 26 countries over the last five years. And then part of it was a lot of road trips. Like I kind of obsessed with road trips, which is why we are currently, because of the state of the, of with COVID and concerns on where things are going to go, food was really important to me. So I wanted to make sure that we had an, a, a way of securing food, so food for us. Uh, for the last two months, we had two deep freezers in our fifth wheel trailer full of a cow. And I go, this is ridiculous. So when this house came available, I'm like, yeah, it makes much more sense to have the freezers in a house. And then we can take road trips in one of, we have two RVs. So we can take road trips in one of the RVs. And this made a, I had to, it seems so not badass, but I had to be logical and practical. And I, I really try not to do that, but sometimes <laughs> you just have to do it. Sometimes that's the most badass thing to do. Right. I agree with Robin O to be or Sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to take action. When your heart is telling you to do something, then take action. Because who knows the next time that it will come around. Okay, that's going to end our episode for today. Talking about badass adventures or hearing from other badasses about the adventures that they've been on. But in the show notes, there's a link to sign up for Badass Adventure Retreat, which is coming soon. And there will definitely be more details I'll tell you, as a podcast member, I want to let you know in advance, there's going to be a badass adventure retreat, and we're going to talk about relationships and your personal finances, as well as your health. Those are the three things that we're going to focus on. So if you struggled with those things in 2020 and 2021, or you just need to hit reset and accomplish your goals by the end of 2021, I hear you. I feel it too. And so sign up to get on the waiting list for the Badass Adventure Retreat. It's going to be so epic. You will not want to miss it. All right. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, own it and get after it. Now that you've listened to this episode of Ordinary to Badass, we want to hear from you. Go to our website, OrdinaryToBadass.com slash podcast and submit your own experience on how you took your life from ordinary to badass and get the chance to be on a future spotlight episode of the show. That's OrdinaryToBadass.com forward slash podcast. While you're waiting for the next episode of the show, wipe off the sweat, dust off the dirt, and get back in the arena.